Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, all. I would like to welcome you to our 13th Wellness Wednesday session of the Pink Slip Taking Back Our Lives Blog Talk Radio Show. We greatly appreciate, as always, that you have given us the opportunity to be your choice for programming and your listening pleasure today. So first, before we get started, please allow me to introduce myself to our newcomers. I am your host and speaker, Alethea Brown. I am also the author of Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author, and my objectives and goals with these segments is to provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments that are made are based on my personal experiences as I continue these journeys with you every week as well. I like to always say, I don't just preach it or teach it, I live it. So these are and have been my struggles and my life's journeys too. So before we get started, I would like to take a moment. I always like to do this at the beginning of the show because I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, We have over 2,800 listeners tune in for these sessions, and I just want to say thank you so much for your interest and support of this program. So without further ado, today's session, um, based on a lot of the inbox requests that we've been getting, so um, taking the sessions going back to where people probably didn't start out with us back in May. So today's session is going to be about reflections and transitions. And when we're talking about reflections, we're reflecting on the changes that we've been experiencing in our lives and the changes we want to make in our lives. When you reflect on how you've failed at reaching some of the goals and determining your next steps in achieving your wellness goals, your emotional wellness, your physical wellness, um, all of this is combined. We always have to reflect on what we did, what didn't go right to make it right. I always say there's an A, B, and C way of doing everything. So for transitioning to the NEU, you want to be the only way anyone can move forward is to change. And so you got to embrace a new way of doing things and also a new way of thinking. It's like what you have to ask yourself, what I want to return to is focusing on providing the tools um, you need to make transitions into your life. So when we start to reflect on the decisions that we've made that kept us from achieving our goals, we review the challenges that you faced. And so when you look at those challenges, you got to ask yourself, what was the hardest thing I tried to do? You know, why was it so hard for me to get past step one or step two or step three or whatever challenge that you're trying to overcome to reach a specific goal? And so you have to review those challenges. You have to look back and say, oh, man, if I had done this before I did that, I probably could have got past that hump, and I wouldn't have given up on whatever goal it is that you were setting for yourself. So we just want to um, say just you have to really kind of think back on little different things like that. If you can't be honest with yourself, who are you going to be honest with? And so you have to be honest with yourself. You have to set responsibility for all the choices that you make because only you make the choices that dictate the life that you lead. 
And so that's what I mean when I'm talking about reflections and transitioning is you want to start embracing all of the different opportunities that are there for you so you can follow your dreams and aspirations so you can begin to embark on your future and being the best you you know you want to be. So these are the things that we've been talking about before and the things that people have been coming up with. So let's get back to affirmations. Mostly anyone that's really listened to the shows over the past few months know that I am a strong advocate of motivational aspirations, so affirmations. So please say these with me because, as you know, I feel you have to hear it to believe it. So the one thing you need to do daily, and I tell you all the time too, write a list. And so these are the things that you want to remind yourself of daily that you will do the following. And the top seven things for me is, one, you want to choose to reinforce your mind positively. You want to choose an empowering attitude. You want to choose to overcome unwanted obstacles. You want to choose to approach change with optimism. You want to choose to make each day better. And it only takes little things to make each thing better. You want to choose to be a magnet of motivation for others. You'll find that when we have the opportunity to motivate others, we actually find the energy to motivate ourselves as well. So you want to choose to be thankful for just basically the gracious gift of choice. The choices you make, again, as I always say, will dictate the life that you lead. You know, I always look at that, and, you know, we can't blame anyone but ourselves for any choice that we made that didn't have this anticipated outcome. You know, have to reflect on what we did, what we did wrong. Maybe we skipped a step and then it just made things fall apart. So you want to to definitely reflect on that and just really start writing out. And I'm big, big on the list. I keep telling you guys to create your checklist. You have to see it. You have to read it. You have to keep up with it daily so that you won't forget this is what I want to do. These are the things that I need to focus on at least every day to make sure that I can accomplish whatever these goals um, that you're setting for yourself. So for me, and I say this too because I always let you guys know that everything that I talk about on this show is I've had the same experiences, that I'm on this journey with you as well trying to improve my life. And so the book... uh, Pink Slope Diary of a Black Author, these are all the journeys and the steps that I've taken to improve the quality of my life from just having been through so much stuff. So for me, I knew that I could not move forward without seriously reflecting on the changes I've been experiencing in my life. You know, sometimes looking back at what we've accomplished and what we failed at can be beneficial to how we can move forward. So, and this is a big one, too. When you are diverted by adversity, sometimes you just have to accept that errors are inevitable. But to be true to yourself and your circumstances, you must reflect on what you did, why you did it, and how you can change it to improve it. So I'm going to say that one more time because I think this is the key point that I'm trying to get across to you is 
You must reflect on what you did, why you did it, and how you can change it to improve it. Once you get on that path, then that will lead you to what you truly desire. Sometimes it may seem like it's taking so long and it seems so difficult, but the reality is only by following these paths that we set for ourselves can we achieve our goals. So in previous episodes, I've discussed overcoming adversity and the mental and emotional baggage that it brings. And I know for a lot of us, especially with all of the changes that we have going on in our economy right now, so many people dealing with um, staggering pay, some people probably still on long-term unemployment, um, and then all of these things now with the government shutdown, we're getting hit with so many things. It's we're like we're constantly being blindsided by it. So these things can cause and wreak havoc on our lives. Um, and it is a given there are so many of us out there, you know, like that. This show was created because I went through that myself, you know. So we really have to look at that. And so that's another reason why um, with all the different inbox messages that I've got that next week we're really going to start focusing on that too because a lot of people are still overcoming adversity. And, you know, the mental, emotional baggage that that brings, it can be overwhelming. It can drain um, people really quick. So, and, and sometimes you, people that are overcoming adversity or constantly find themselves trying to overcome adversity, they start to believe that that's just the way their life should be for some people. But I'm here to tell you now, it should be, and there's ways that it doesn't have to be, and there's a ways to keep it from continuing to be. And so I'm trying to share those steps with you. So to me, when you let the challenges in your life, and I said this earlier, when you let the challenges in your life dictate the life you lead, then you know what? Setting goals can be like lifting weights. You have to build your strength mentally and physically to start seeing positive results in order to proceed with the journey that you want. And you got to... Reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly when you're, you know, trying to come out of these changes. You have to, like I said, if you can't be honest with yourself, who you, who else can you be honest with? So as we discussed that and going back previously again, because I've been getting so many inbox messages from the long-term listeners to these shows, I know I've said that I've spoken about the seven steps um, that I put in my life, and we've touched base on some of them um, in different shows. But tonight, I really want to go in sort of more detail with you and share them with you as I wrote them down for myself. And so, when I wrote down the first one, so here's the first step: transitioning to the inner me. I decided that the woman that I used to be was full of zest and self-confidence, and I knew. I had to be on a mission to find myself again. When I was dealing with all that adversity, overcoming unemployment, two years of unemployment, you know, losing everything that I had worked for, home, car, everything, I really lost myself in a level of self-pity that I can't even explain. And I was 
honestly ashamed of my circumstances. To this day, there are friends and family that I have that I just didn't tell anyone um, what my daughter and I were going through. And so that led to number two, overcoming adversity. And I already knew what my mental baggage was. I was lost in self-pity and ashamed of my circumstances. And I had to admit something else, too, that I was completely in denial about is that we do tend to walk around really borderline depressed. You don't admit it to yourself, but if you look at your habits, when things aren't going the way you want them to, it's borderline depression. And you have to recognize that, that that's the level of mental baggage that can overwhelm you when you're going through certain changes. Now, I never thought I would allow myself to fall into a mode of depression and the shame that I was in due to, you know, my economic downturn, but I did. And I had to face it. I had to accept responsibility for it, and I had to put it behind me in order to move forward. These are the circumstances that we can create for ourselves, and just it turns into like quicksand. It's like the more you try to move, the further down you think you're going. But when you acknowledge the things that are bothering you and the things that you want to clear up in your life, you'll find that that quicksand will start turning into dirt and the dirt will start turning into to like concrete and you'll find that you're walking on harder ground. But you got to have responsibility for what it is that you're going and have responsibility for what it is that put you there. Now, I know there are a lot of people out there that some people are just spiritual, some people are just religious. But I think no matter where you go, there's a level of spirituality that you have to allow in your life. And my spiritual and health wellness were combined because this was one phase of my life that was truly a struggle for me. And see, and when I go back to the overcoming adversity, well, sometimes adversity can shatter a person's faith. You know, people can start to tend to, they're, they're feeling forsaken. A lot of people feel, you know, that, that things, the thought process is like, maybe God has given up on me. God doesn't give up on us. We tend to give up on ourselves. And so we have to get past that. There are just so many things that can bog us down. So our mental stability contributes to a sound mind and body. And that's why I keep telling everyone with these shows, you have to repair yourself, mind, body, and soul if you want to move forward. Now, I lost a lot of weight. When my daughter and I struggled with homelessness, it was just the eating habits and everything, but it wasn't healthy. That's why I've been, you know, back to committing to my 30 days of wellness, and I got my doctor's appointment coming up the end of this month, and it's been my goal to, you know, lose 12 pounds before I get, you know, to my doctor's appointment. So I wanted to lose weight, but I want to be healthy because I do have a medical condition that is affected. Um, by my emotions, 
um, by my physical well-being. I don't want to allow my condition to become a disability. It could potentially if I allow it to. And so these are the things that I'm really focused on right now. And that's another reason why I have a, you know, our fitness expert up there because that too makes a big difference. It's like if you don't feel good about yourself all the way around, there's always these things that will keep you from being completely successful in all the goals that you're setting for yourself. You know, so these are the different things that I said. So number three was my spiritual and health wellness. I knew I needed to focus on it. And I tell you, this phase of my life was truly the most challenging part for me because, you know, you lose yourself when you're going through so much. And I lost myself. And I knew that the best way to start back was my spiritual and my health wellness. So number four which is on the list, and we've already talked about reflections tonight. But just as I said before, I knew I could not move forward without seriously reflecting on the changes that I've been experiencing in my life. So I was determined to recover victoriously from all of the things that we were going through, and I knew I had to thoroughly recount the errors and mistakes that I knew I made and I had this responsibility that I made mistakes that ultimately perpetuated my circumstance. And that's what I keep stressing, that sometimes we are our own worst enemy. We do make mistakes that can ultimately perpetuate our circumstances. And I did that. You know, I look back on a whole lot of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and I don't want that phase in my life. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with the woulda, coulda, shouldas. I don't want to do that anymore. And so because of that, I really was honest with myself. You can't be honest with yourself. Who else are you going to be honest with? So to me, that's key, reflections. Now, here's another thing, too. A lot of us may have lost the financial footing that we used to have. A lot of us are probably still trying to grow to the financial footing that we want. And for me, step number five for me was setting a path to prosperity. But this is what I've learned, and this is why I'm sharing it. I have learned that prosperity isn't always about financial gain. There are multiple layers of prosperity. Prosperity easily defined as being successful in pursuing your dreams. So let me repeat this. Prosperity is being successful in pursuing your dreams. Now, I'm not going to say we don't need to learn about financial prosperity, you know, but you can't even set a goal for financial prosperity until you can become financially stable. And honestly, when you're rebounding from any type of circumstances, Financial stability can seem almost as worse as trying to play the lottery and hoping you're going to hit a bid because you have to be consistent with your budgeting. You have to, and I tell people this when I share the budget spreadsheet that I've created, and I'll make this available on my website soon for you all too, but I tell people, and and it's just like with all these other things that I keep talking about is you have to be honest with yourself. 
If you are in denial about how you utilize your money, your earnings, then you're not going to relate to the budget spreadsheet. I've had a friend who's been struggling with her financial stability for the longest. She is robbing Paul to pay Peter every payday. And she constantly asks me, help me with my budget, help me with my budget. But the reality is she doesn't want to see where she wastes her money. When I do a budget program for people as I do for myself, I account for everything. Everything in that spreadsheet should be accounted for. If you put 25 cents in a bubblegum machine, if you're going to do that um, budget spreadsheet, then that 25 cents needs to be in there. You need to know where every penny of your money is going to. you got to break it down by every expense. Even if you know you go to Walmart all the time, you need to put a line up there for how much money you're spending at Walmart. The first time I did that and I looked at the thousand of dollars, by the end of the year that I had been given to Walmart, I was like, okay, this is so not working for me. I can't believe I'm giving Walmart this much of my money every year. You know, but you have to be honest with yourself. And when you start on that budget spreadsheet, if you want to gain your financial stability, then you have to be honest with yourself and how you are allocating your money. You need to know where your money is going all the time. Because I tell you what, there's nothing worse than, let's just say, having a $500 paycheck on Wednesday, and then by Sunday you are counting your money to see how much money you have to make it to the next Wednesday. We don't need to live that way. You know, I know it's so hard on so many of us now uh, because of all these politicians and all these different things that everybody thinks they have the brightest idea, but no one's having a common sense idea. So I know it's hard, but the reality is these are sacrifices we have to make, you know. You really have to focus on it because truth be told, my mother used to always say to me, make sure you have money for a rainy day. But I have learned I can make it through a rainy day. It's the hurricanes and the tornadoes and the typhoons that we have to prepare for now because I I thought I had enough money for a rainy day. But that rainy day just went on and on. It was everlasting. You know, it used to be, you know, keep at least two months' rent in your savings account. Well, the way things are going now, if you don't have at least six months' rent in your savings account, you're going to lose where you're living inside two months. And I really, my heart bleeds right now for all of these Americans that are, you know, employed by the government, they're on furlough, and then they got to pay rent, they got babies, and these hospitals, they can't treat the little kids with their conditions because there's all these things, This it's enough to just make anyone fall, anyone's life fall apart overnight. And rebounding for things like that is, you know, it's difficult, but it's possible. It's a difficult possibility, but it's possible. All things are possible if you're willing to make the sacrifices for it. So when you're trying and you're ready to start implementing that phase, you know, you can't, you know, gain financial prosperity and before you become financially stable. And rebuilding income resources, you know, even with your credit report, you know, 
trying to repair um, plummeting credit scores. You know, all of this requires a lot of dedication, consistency, and patience. You know, there's just no other way around it. It will require a lot of your dedication, consistency, and patience. And if you don't have dedication and you can't be consistent and patient with your own self to get stuff done, then you won't be able to get anything accomplished. You're going to be repetitive in the same actions that keep you in the same spot that you're in. So we really want to to focus on that. And for me, that was step number five, setting that path to prosperity. So step number six, embracing my dreams. I made a determination to fulfill all that I have ever wanted and aspired to do. And I reached my goal of succeeding in pursuing my professional career to provide for me and my daughter, especially as a single mother, you know. But I decided now, since my daughter, she is, she has successfully graduated high school, two more months she will have successfully graduated college, have her bachelor's degree, and on the graduate school. So she's doing great. She's, you know, has the tools so the, the same type of economic depression, recession, hits in her lifetime again. I'm trusting that I've provided my daughter with the tools, if I'm not there, that she won't fall too far from where she's at, that she has up, has opened up opportunities that will get her in the door. Because surprisingly to me, before I got laid off in 2007, I have ex- I had excelled my career to being a senior regional project manager for one of the largest banks here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And oddly enough, even with all those years of experience being there, now, today, I don't even qualify for the same job I had, you know, what, five, five years ago? I don't even qualify for the same job now because things have changed so much. And that's very disheartening. But for me, in embracing my dreams, I've already pursued the professional career. And at this phase in my life, now that my daughter is doing good, I was going to focus on my dreams of who and what I wanted to be to make me happy and to look back on my life and say, yes, I did it. And the yes, I did it is being a writer. I am an author. I'm a published author. You know, my first book came out in April. Pink Slip will be out this month. In fact, Pink Slip is going to be released on October the 24th. So I'm living that dream, finally living that dream. I've been writing. I started writing screenplays when I was 22, and I put all of it on hold so that I can raise my daughter. I've been a single mother since the day the doctor confirmed I was carrying her. You know, but, you know, I look back on it and I say, yeah, I did a good job with this kid. She's, you know, she's turned out well. And now I'm not trying to convince corporate America that I'm good enough for them. I've already convinced myself that I'm good enough to pursue my dreams and live the life that I want to live. So that's why number six was embracing my dreams. I was determined that I was going to be a published author, and I am. So... What's on my list now? What's my next journey? My next journey in embracing my dreams is not to just be a published author, 
but to be an award-winning published author. And then that's just not even where the dream stops either, because I started writing as a screenwriter. I would like to see one of my scripts picked up, and then I can check it all off and say, yes, I lived the dream, and it didn't turn into a pipe dream. And those, these are the things that I've been doing to embrace my dreams. So yours could be different. Everybody's could be different. Some people may be wanting to excel in corporate America. For me, I've already did it, and it's kind of like the, my first book, Been There, Done That, Don't Want to Go Back Again. I just don't want to spend the rest of my life proving to somebody else what I can do for them. So I enjoy writing. I enjoy doing these talk shows. So this, these are the things that I wanted to do. And by saying that, you know, embarking on my future, you know, number seven, that was it, embarking on my future, being inspired to live my dream. You know, I, just like I was saying, it's like ever since I wrote my first poem in the sixth grade, I aspired to be a writer, and now I am. You know, I wrote for a screenplay. You know, I put all my dreams aside so I can raise my daughter, but I have no regrets. You know, but I knew, how can I tell my daughter to pursue what she loves, you know, if I'm not doing it? You have to lead by example. And now I'm proud to say that I am doing that. She says that I did before, but now I feel it. You know, I feel that I'm proving. I'm, you know, living example of what I've been teaching her for years. So those are the seven steps that I have instituted in my life and that I'm sharing with you and will be happy to share with you every week. And I would love to hear your stories about your progress. If you don't want to call into the show and share them with us, you can always inbox me. As um, For those of you who have inboxed me, you know I try to respond to all messages I receive at least within the first 24 hours. So if you're more comfortable with doing that, you know, I'm happy to hear from you and listen to, you know, read your updates and however you, you know, want to do that. So normally on the shows we have an expert fitness speaker, but unfortunately we did not have a guest speaker that could join us tonight. And that's usually when we touch base on the fitness the physical wellness side, so our resident guest speaker was unable to join the call this week. But for those of you that are still continuing on their fitness journey, I want to remind you of the following. So one, make sure you set your goals and ask yourself, what are you truly intending to accomplish? Do you just want to lose weight or do you just want to maintain the weight loss? Remembering this is all a lifestyle change. Um Two, make sure that you're changing your eating habits. Um, If you have a medical condition, you should definitely, and we urge you, to consult a nutritionist. Um, You will, maybe you'll consider, you know, a weight loss program. I always tell everybody Weight Watchers is a good program because that's the program that I'm using. You know, you have to determine what your wellness options are. You know, what will you do? You know, are you going to do the fitness club? Are you going to buy fitness equipment? Are you going to join the YMCA fitness thing? Whatever you're going to do, what's the best resource for you so you can start on your goals? 
If you have any type of medical condition, we urge you to consult your physician before you jump into any type of fitness program. Now, you have to determine how much time of your daily or weekly schedule you will dedicate to your fitness goals. Now, I always tell everybody, you can start out 7 to 10 minutes a day or walking 30 minutes twice a week, but maintain a positive mentality. You know, strengthen your emotional wellness because, as we've learned, you know, your emotional wellness can impact your ability to maintain your goals. So you don't want to keep any negative thoughts. You don't want to discourage yourself. You know, maybe your leg is hurting after the first workout or whatever. You do and start at your level. Don't worry about the other people in the gym. Just think about what you want to do. Take your baby steps and walk your way up, you know. I keep telling everybody, create your checklist. You know, I highly recommend for the first 60, 30 days, you not focus on how much weight or inches that you have not lost yet. The primary focus should be the lifestyle change for the physical wellness, and all else will fall in place. And remind yourself that this is a huge accomplishment um, to maintain your daily and your weekly tasks. You know, for the next 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, you will ultimately reap the benefits, and I promise you, oh, what a feeling that's going to be for you. There is nothing like it. So in closing tonight, I want to leave you with this. Next week, October the 9th, our topic, due to the special request, we will go into more details about overcoming adversity Um, the mental and emotional baggage that it brings. But this time I'm going to give you guys a new twist. I've decided to include the following topic as well next week. We'll be overcoming medical conditions when focusing on fitness wellness during your life transitions. So I will promise to have you um, additional expert speakers next week and Hopefully, you will benefit from them. You're having questions if you're dialing live. Um, if we have time during the call, we'll definitely take questions that you may have, or I may open the chat window, and then you can kind of ping us any questions that you have so that you guys will be able to interact with the guest speakers next week. So my final note to you, I urge you to follow your dreams and live your best life. Until next week, thank you for joining us on this journey today. Good night.